This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today's podcast is powered by Pitch Football app, available on the iOS, Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Hey everyone and welcome back. Can you believe it's episode 12? A dozen episodes, 10 and 2 of the Always Wolves Squadcast. And we're joined again today by the main man, Manny. Hey Manny. How are you doing? Episode 12, that's the same number of players we've got in our squad. And he's not wearing a fake shirt today either. Not a fake shirt. You're watching on the YouTube channel, the colour is actually proper white. And of course, we're again joined by the lovely Amy, um, who's in a a recent kick today, are we not? Yeah, I actually stole this off my dad last night. So she stole it off her dad last night. Off (laughs) she is, the queen of retro kits, definitely. Welcome, guys, welcome. Well, so much has happened, has it not, in the last few weeks. We've gone from the depths of despair to... Oh my God, the first game to the, oh, that was rubbish at Stoke, to Man City first off, all the transfers coming in and out, where to start? Where shall we start, Manny? Where oh, shall yeah. we start? Where shall we start? I think um, uh, the biggest talking point has been the sale, probably, of Diogo, you know. Uh, it's not Diego. It's not it's Diego, Diogo. of Diogo, yeah. The, I bet some Liverpool fans will be getting that wrong if they ever see him play for them. <laughs> I know, Jota, Jota to Liverpool, um, yeah. £45 million. Um, It all yeah. started, didn't it, against Stoke last week when uh, he wasn't in the squad. Uh, and Strange, wasn't it? It was yeah. being reported yeah. he was at the ground and gone home. He was, he came off the coach on their official Instagram video. He had his mask on, he, he entered the st- stadium and then he's legged it. So you start, Then you start to think... Is he out the side? Has he had a strop? Yeah. Is there a personal reason or is there a transfer? And as it turned out, it's a transfer to Liverpool. Have to say, I don't think he... It doesn't look, look right to me in red. I don't know what you think. No. <laughs> it's a bit strange. you just become so attached to um, the players that play for your club, especially um, the ones who play when you do well. 
and um, uh, he's he's been a, a big part of the success. So just it is quite shocking to see them in a different shirt. But remember, he was in a different shirt before he came to us. So how are you feeling about the transfer yourself, um, Ames? Um, I'm not as heartbroken as Doherty. Not going to lie, but um, I mean. You can't blame him, to be honest, at the end of the day. If the um, if the champions of the world, as they won that um, tournament last year, come knocking on your door and say that you're interested, you don't turn it down, do you, at the end of the day? And I think Wolves have done some very, very good business because he's good, Doherty, not Doherty, Jota, sorry. Um, but he, in my opinion, humble opinion, what do I know, is not worth 45 million. So I think Wolves have done some very good business. I'd say... For, He's not worth it just because I think towards last season in particular, he did have quite a lot of consistency issues when he was good, phenomenal, unplayable. But he had like a few games where he was really, really good and then he just didn't do anything really frustrating. You know, the against the Villa, that goal when we came back with the season, like some stitches that he should have as a striker put in. So I think I can't myself see where he's going to fit in the Liverpool team. I don't think he'll get many games. But... According to form, I think he's going to be more of a backup for their front three. And when they've got some players that go into the African Cup of Nations, I think he might get some starts there. I've got to agree with you. Uh, as much as we were disappointed, I think, uh, with the fee for Doherty, I think Liverpool have probably paid £10 million probably over what I thought he would go for at the top end. So I think fantastic business. If you think about it, Doherty and Jota, thirteen million pound bought in for sixty million, more or less. They've sold mm. them for. It's it's good business, and as you say, um, I mean, Manny, he wasn't really starting, was he? Well, um, to be fair, you know, people say seventeen goals. Jota scored only seven goals in the league, and he scored them in only five matches. So, in twenty-nine matches in the Premier League, he didn't contribute any assist or any goal in and also in the in Europe he scored two hat-tricks so they were just two matches he got six goals in so he was a streaky player and he would come on and he'd excite you but consistently let's be honest uh, Pedence has doubled the assist tally in two games he only had one assist in the league did Jota so if you look at the bare stats you know he did have other things to his game he was tenacious he was a fighter he was very direct, very direct. he he did um, cause a lot of havoc, but the end product was missing. And um, uh, it was interesting to hear that um, most reports said Nuno had made his mind up in the shortened summer that he was one player that he was prepared to let go. I'm sure Liverpool didn't have Jota on their list. It's just when he becomes available, Liverpool then consider, oh, he's available. They were looking at that Watford player, wasn't they? Because Wolves, but they went with Jota, yeah, because of the terms that they've agreed with them, uh, rather yeah. than the upfront payments. That That's was right. better for them. If somebody sort of explained the terms as well, Dave. Like you know, when you only receive four million in the first twelve months, people are saying, oh well, that's forty-five, but why are we only getting four? But actually, it works. Liverpool, it works better because they're not committing so much money. For us, it works better because we actually earn some interest on those instalments as well. So, you know, we'll budget for receiving that over the next so many years. And um, uh, it's, it's as a, you know, fans make their decisions very quickly and, and decide that something is right or wrong. But um, Fosun are an investment company, just like you've said, Dave. 
they've turned turned around 45 million quid on those two players and uh, kept so far kept Troll, Adama, and Neves. The I three can't players. see. I, I, I don't see that they will sell. I think it was one of. The, I think it was going to be one of Net. We said, didn't we, a yes. while back, that we would expect to see a couple of first teamers go. Doherty's gone and Jota's gone. I can't see that Neves, uh, Jimenez or Triori will leave uh, in this window. I, I think they would say, no matter what, they'd say no now because we've sold Jota. I mean, there's been so many rumours, especially about Jimenez. I mean, he's been going to United for the last year. I think if he was going to go, he'd have gone by now. But, you know, there's still a few more weeks. But the way that he started as well, I mean, Jimenez, he scored in his first two games. Like... You know, he started and scored in his first two games. He goes to a new club. He's not going to start soon. So I think I'd be surprised if anyone else goes. But I, I would if we just sat here and done this last week, I wouldn't have said Jota would be going. No, we, we didn't see it coming, did we? We didn't see it coming. We didn't see Jota either. So, but we said it before. Isn't it? You, you like to that these players are loyalty club, but they're not really. They've, you know, they've got bills to pay. They've got jobs to do. So they're just go where well, they yeah. want to do exactly. or they want them to go. So Exactly. And I think it's pivotal for Jota. I think it could go one or two ways for him at Liverpool. He can either yeah, shine or he could just go... If they get the consistent Jota, but when yeah. he doesn't play games, it takes him a while, I think, to get up to speed. And okay. then he goes on purple patches. So I'm not, I'm not sure... Um, how it's going to pan out for Jota. I guess the jury will be out. I hope we wish him well. He's 23 and I think he can improve and probably do 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 well with better players around him. But I just think for us, it was just... They, we are a business, you know, even though we love Wolves, Boston are a business and this is the way they work. Bring in lots of money and then reinvest in the team. So, you know, you can't fault what they've done so far. The proof will be in the pudding. With the players we, we what were you going to say, Ames? Just thank him for like everything that he did. I mean, I don't think any of us will ever, ever, ever forget Man United in the quarterfinals or the Leicester um, three. So I think yeah. you know, for our past years, he's got a, a big role to play for all of the fans, really. So we obviously wish him luck, and hopefully, um, he won't score against us. Well, he will. Both him and Doherty, I think, will get a good reception when we're back at Molyneux and we're all there. Anyway, I think they will get recognised yeah, and he has yeah. like Manny said been part of that rise yeah. um, I suppose while we're on transfers um, um, we'll talk about the other incomings and going obviously we've bought in I was spending money 35 million Fabio Silva Vitendo Vitinia Vitinia that's it yeah he's been bought in and then we've also got Marseille and obviously we've got is it Samido Yes, yeah. That could be yeah. What uh, what do we think about those transfers, uh, Manny? First of all, what strikes you? Which um, the the two Portuguese guys, you know, again, they're it's a it's a Mendes Porto link. They're very young. They seem like again investments by Fosun, looking at very young, very highly rated, you know, Portuguese. Um, locals and the Portuguese football fans buzz about them. So they are two players, I'm sure they're looking at getting two, three, four years out and then doubling their amounts to reinvest their into the side. That's what I think with those two. Marcel obviously was an experienced 
more short-term um, option to cover for Johnny's injury. Um, and he's, you know, he's come from a Champions League side, played in a Champions League semi-final, vastly experienced um, straight away in that first game. I know he came off yesterday. I hope it's not too bad. But that first game, he impressed everybody. He was solid. Nothing went past him. Sheffield United him. If you're going to be tested in the Premier League, it's Sheffield United, and he's oh, done really well. Yeah. Um, and but the, the, this signing that we've been linked with, that we're all waiting for it to be announced, you know, you would never have imagined Wolverhampton Wanderers signing Barcelona first teamer that's played 124 times for them in the last three years. You know. Um, pretty unreal really because you know we've been picking players from Porto and Atletico and fair enough but picking a player out of Barcelona's first team that's you know a real sign of what Fosen are about we've had two deals recently where we sold to Liverpool and we've bought from Barcelona that's the top table isn't it it really is and to be, and to be you know he also was part of the Portugal squad that won the Nations League as well wasn't he yeah he was yeah so what about you, Aaron? Which of the uh, players stand out for you that we've brought in? I think Fabio. I think he's just, I mean, the reviews, so to speak, on him and him being likened to the new Ronaldo and that he's got potential to be better than Ronaldo. I just think it's really exciting. And I think I think he'll be one that came on, obviously, last night, um, the last, was it, 15, 20 minutes um, against City. But I think he'll be one that, you know, kind of holds back a little bit and then just, puts into the squad yeah. very like very cautiously for probably a while. But when he gets his confidence and understands how to play play in the Premier League a bit more, I think he's I'm really excited. If I'm saying to all my mates when I talk about transfers, he's the one that I'm just really looking forward to seeing play. And I think, you know, the options that they're getting up front now, we say that Jot has gone, but you've always got Jimenez, you've got Podence who's performing really well, Neto and now Silva. It's really exciting time and the fact that they're investing in those younger players and they think it's worth like a record transfer fee just you know it shows that he must be worth it really for them to part with that sort of cash um but like Manny said in terms of Wolves buying first team players from Barcelona it's I just struggle to get my head around it really (laughs) (laughs) you told us that seven years ago or when we were in the um one. I just think they needed to start us off to like a mentor or something. Yeah. It, it is madness. I think Fabio Silva, like you say, he's a young lad. I know a few people have been saying it's a lot of money for an 18 year old, but Fosen, you know, wouldn't be spending that money if they didn't believe that his value will increase. I think it will be, like you said, used sparingly. It's good to have someone that we haven't you know, got to run Jimenez into the ground every game and someone that could come on. And he's going to learn. Obviously, he's going to toughen up. The Premier League's a lot faster league, a lot tougher league. I think he's going to have to need to toughen him up a little bit. I think he will. I think uh, against Stoke, I think maybe he was trying too hard because he was snatching, wasn't he, and stuff. But we'll come. no doubt we'll come on to that. We've also got that Hoover guy that we've bought from Liverpool. He was 18. Yeah. And the Liverpool fans uh, on Twitter were really sad to see him go. They were really disappointed. So I think that says a lot about the potential that he has as well. Yeah, Liverpool have got two um, players at right-back. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's rated as the best right-back in place for the country. And then they've got Nico Williams. So they've got such a wealth. But they were devastated, the, the Liverpool fans, because he is 
they've they've insisted on a, a sell-on clause in his um, uh, signing as well because they know that this guy is going to be you know and and his his interview was interesting because he basically said like you'll see a flying Dutchman, Dutchman that play on the yeah. right and put crosses in and and, and that was confident it was cocky and and you know you can't just say that you've got something about you and so it's at the same stage of development that you remember when Nuno was in for Zinchenko from City and yeah, they think he's kind of similar age and look where he's gone on to be so if he follows that sort of route path yeah. you know the Liverpool fans have seen something really in for him I don't think again I think Samido is going to be obviously the the most experienced he'll come yeah. straight into the side Hoover can play that play that as well he, I think both um, I think he can also play defence uh, Teddy Barrett, well, yeah. Yeah. well, I think Marcel can play defence as well when Johnny's fit. Um, do you think? Um, do you think we'll be bringing anyone else in? Because uh, I'm still a little bit nervy about that left-sided um, centre back position. I know Soyes was magnificent against uh, uh, Sheffield and the Blades, but again, he shows a little bit of naivety against those real top teams like the, the penalty last night. I would be surprised if we get one more in. Um, I don't know, but I'm probably more the defensive side, I'd say, because I feel like everything else has probably been covered. But I'm not sure, I've not heard any rumours as to who that might be. But there's still another, what, 10 days, 10, 12 days left of transfer window. So you see how quickly things can turn around. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised about that. But yeah, I agree. It looks like a, an area that might need to be strengthened. A little bit more, or have not strengthened because Sace is a quality player, but um, like backup for it almost, and that got options for it. But um, I've not heard anything, but I'm sure that we'll find out in due course. Do you think Saez is the answer at that that left um, centre back position, Mane? Do you, you know what? In, if you go the last um, ten games, including just after lockdown, actually. Um, I've had more worries about Willie Bowley than he has been than, um, bit, yeah. Yeah. than Romain Sais. He seems to be off the ball, and he has been injured. And and players do take time after injury sometimes. And he hasn't been helped because his right back he's lost his normal right back yeah. partner. So he's sort of having to maybe cover for Adama uh, as inexperienced in that position. But um, uh, uh, Sais has always got a mistake in him. It yeah. seems like he's always got a, a rash tackle or a challenge and. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, if Kevin De Bruyne is running it yet, it's going to panic most people yeah. because he's such a brilliant player. And he wasn't going anywhere. And I think it was any other player, he wouldn't have done it. And it was just he panicked. And once he did, he was committing. He was trying to anticipate the cross before the cross actually happened, wasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, Samedo is a done deal, it looks like, and everyone's saying. So, Wolves haven't announced all these signings we've had so far. We haven't known about until they've basically been done deal so maybe there is somebody that we have nobody no um, uh, inkling about and um, uh, they'll bring another person in and also depending on if Marcel is injured for two or three weeks or you know maybe they might even bring in an emergency left-sided player as well yeah so. I, th I think as well uh, Vinagre and Triori going forward are both pretty decent both a week a, a week on the defense I think um I think Vinagre is a bit naive at times. Even even when he's attack, he logs his step over against a real top defender. You, if you're ever a footballer, he always tell you keep your eye on the ball, not the the feet that's going. And he got picked yeah. off a lot of times on the attack last night. So 
I hope Marcel is not long-term injured because he's looked really good, I think. Yeah. In the, it's a bit like he's going to fit in well. Do we know, do, has anyone had an update on Marcel? Because I didn't. No, you know what? There was um, a few rumours that he got an illness. Uh, he just said to Nuno that he doesn't feel well rather than injured. So because he wasn't obviously limping or feeling a problem. I thought it was a little so quick as well. I thought yeah. it was a little bit. I don't know. It's strange that there hasn't been any update, to be fair. So um, uh, hopefully it's not too bad. I hope not. Yeah, that would just be our look when we bought in and he looks really good. And then like they might have to dip into the market again. Yeah. Be interesting to see what pans out over the next ten days. I think even if we stuck where we were now and we kept hold of uh, Jimenez, Traore, Neves, and all of that lot, then I'd take that for a transfer. But dream, dr the dream signing, you know, forget Samedo. The dream signing would be Ruben Diaz. Yeah. We went for him. We went in for him last year out of the blue. They quoted something like sixty million. We we moved back straight away. Um, but Benfica are in a different position. They've been knocked out of the Champions League. They've been sort of told they need to raise a few funds. And, it, you know, we've had the players we've had come in. It, wouldn't, it would shock you, but you still wouldn't be that surprised. Ruben Diaz would be quality. And we can also tell him that we've got a nice coloured shirt for him to wear as well, which we will come on to. Uh, look, at, look at Amy's face brightening up a second I mentioned the shirt. <laughs> but the biggest sign of the summer, um, Nuno. Yay. <laughs> um, brilliant, yeah. But that's the biggest signing, isn't it? Really, um, I think that not, everyone so much joy when everyone saw that on social media being announced. Absolutely, I mean, it's good. It's um, it's a three year deal, I think it's about worth about four and a half million. I don't think it was ever really in any doubt that that would no. get sorted. Nuno's no. really invested into the Wolves project, he's talked about us being on a new cycle now, and I think. We are on a new cycle because you can see that changing of the guard and you can also see the fact that he's not he's not played 3-5-2 in the first two games. Uh, Sheffield, but I was really surprised he went 3-4-3 against City. And I think yeah. that tells you, like what you were talking about last at the end of last uh, season, Manny, about us wanting and more needing goals. more goals. More goals. He, he wants to get away, I think, from only playing a counter-attacking way. So if you look at the second half against City, it wasn't counter-attack. We weren't pending our half and then bursting forward. We actually were on the front foot and we were dictating play for about 20 minutes. So um, uh, against Sheffield United, the start of the game was similar as well. It wasn't waiting for them to come on and then us breaking. And, and, and the signing of Silva and maybe Vitinha in the future and... Um, uh, Pedence, the role he plays across the front three, you know. And if you think about it, Ruben Neves got him for a shot in the box. And he also went in for a header in mm. the box uh, when he nearly put Jimenez off. When's um, Ruben Neves ever run into the box for a header? He does goals in the box ever. Yeah, so, so I do think that's actually a change in attitude where he's saying to Ruben Neves and, and his players to pick their moments to, to get more numbers in the box because we we desperately I think you know everyone talks about the defence but we only conceded 40 goals so it was only a goal a game so if you score two a game you've, you've won the match invariably and we weren't scoring two a game so that's the aim I think to get two a game would be amazing but even 10 extra goals this year would be an improvement for us I think 100% because we have lost the goals 
25 goals, uh, Jota and uh, Doherty last year. And so everyone's got to chip in. Here's a question for you. Which one of you can answer this? Who was the best shots for, go shots for goals ratio in the Wolves squad? Probably someone obviously obscure. It's not Jimenez, because Jimenez has a lot of shots. It's and he just scored goals. No, it's not him. Not him Amy, he, has, he has like record number of shots, I think, in the Premier League. Shots for goals. Dockety? No, 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 not Dockety. It begins with a D. Dendonka. Dendonka, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the best shots for, shots for goals ratio, apparently. Yeah. Um, he has scored some crucial goals, hasn't he, that popped up, so... Well, I think whilst we're on, on the Man City match, we'll look at that first. I mean, um, as we've been as we've just been talking about, and then we'll sort of work our way backwards. Yeah. But like the Man City game, I mean, it was the proverbial game of two halves, wasn't it? The first half, I thought it was like how many we're going to concede, and then the second half, if we'd have took our chances, unbelievable. Was possible. What, what do you, do you think? Amy? What, what do you think caused the um, how we started, Amy? The coming out and playing like City can play when they can really play because it wasn't the fact, Wolves weren't great, but it wasn't the fact that Wolves were terrible. It was the fact that City were just unbelievable and in the first half. And I don't think Wolves maybe anticipated to come out and play that way, maybe a little bit naively. But I think that they just couldn't get the ball off them. It was so frustrating to watch. They just... They, they got the ball and then it, it just went like instantly. Like Matino, I didn't think had a great game last night, and he, he can usually hold that ball better than anyone on the pitch, regardless who he's playing against. I think the, the penalty was obviously completely disappointing and completely unnecessary, as we've kind of discussed already. But even though City were really attacking the box, he never really felt that much threat until the penalty. Um, that was but, just after Marcel had gone off. I think it unsettled yeah. us. I did. And then, and I think him going off so early, that probably really that changed the mindset of the way that they were playing that early on the game. You know, Nagra come on, who we know is a lot more attacking. And I thought that the defence line against City last night was really crucial for the fact that that was kind of altered very quickly. I didn't think helped. Um, but then the second half, it was like watching a completely different team, and you just thought. If the crowd had been there last night, oh, imagine it would, Wolves would have definitely drawn 100%. There's no way if the crowds had been there, would have lost. We so had City, on, they were on the ropes at one point. We were, at, we were doing to them what they did to us in the first half. And I think it was in about a 10-minute period, we had four yeah. really good... Really? I think, yeah. I think you touched on that early, didn't you? Those four chances that we had, Mane. Yeah, well, so, you know, just recapping um, what Nuno said before the game. He said, we got to, we've got to stay in this game. Remember, City came into this game six points behind Liverpool. They hadn't played yet, so they're automatically six points behind. They were going to come out flying. And when they come out flying, you've just got to just do your job. Don't make any mistakes. Stay in the game, stay in the game, stay in the game. And it seemed like a game plan, and we ruined that game plan by the rush um, challenge that we made for the penalty. So that put us on the back foot. They scored again, we know. But the second half, you know, uh, the, the, that, those 10, 15 minutes was the best we've played against City, even when we beat them. Yeah. Even when we beat them, we didn't have a, a, a time of complete dominance. I know we were playing 10 men and we were playing 11 this time. And, we, and 
Cadence will be disappointed with his second in particular as a goalkeeper rushes out. But he had a fantastic game. He had the City defence just didn't know whether to come forward to him. The midfield didn't know whether to... Because what City's two midfielders do, they press the ball when our um, defence tries to play it out. So Moutinho and Neves are flooded by them two. Now, what Pudence does, he comes off the defenders. So the two def- two uh, City midfielders, instead of pressing uh, Moutinho and Neves, they were worried about Pudence as well. So they had to drop back. So his role was crucial. And it was his performance... You know, let's be honest, he could have ended up with two goals and assist against Man City. He's like a pocket rocket, isn't he, uh, Pedence? I mean, moment of the game, we're all going to say this, what was the moment of last night's game? Yeah, the, the, I was um, laughing, I was doing a live stream and I was going, it's just... It's everywhere, all over the... It's gone viral everywhere. De Bruyne. Yeah. That was, yeah. Not only did he not make De Bruyne, he then puts in a cross that Raul buries. Very brilliant header. Uh, that's oh. going to be replayed probably at the city training ground today and tomorrow, and they'll be you know, they'll be ripping it out of him, wouldn't they? Absolutely, yeah. That. But the, the, the audacity run under his legs as well. <laughs> the audacity to do that to the best player in the country, and then not only that, then he could have run if that was his yacht. I think Diogo would have carried on running and probably got lost the ball. But straight away he realised where the danger was, put in the most perfect ball. If it was any higher, it wouldn't have been a goal. Any lower, it would have hit the first man. It was perfect, the trajectory. But the header, Jimenez. What a header. There was a goal out of the four goals that were scored last night. That was by far the best yeah. one. Oh, yeah. I reckon it should have counted three. I do, Amy. <laughs> that one goal for being the best goal. It was quality. And um, I think, I don't know what you think, Anne, but I think we can take a lot of positives out of that second half performance. Yeah. Um, I was really disappointed I conceded the third goal at the end because I thought that was really undeserved and 3-1 sounds a lot worse than 2-1. I know it's only one goal, but um, but they're really unlucky at the end. But it came off, it's a flexible Cody, didn't it? Is where it went, how it went in. But yeah, you know, to take that and you've got to think, you know, City for me will win the league this year because I think, I don't think Liverpool will have as good a season and a City will just come back fighting more than ever. They'll have had the disappointment of last year is not only winning the League Cup, which for them is probably considered, considered quite a failure. And if they play like they did in the first half, I don't think any team, not even uh, Liverpool, could play right. against them. So I think the fact that Wolves came back, they bounced back. They didn't just come out and... City were worried, man. They were yeah. so worried. And yeah. you could see them trying to slow the game down and take the steam out of us. If we, yeah. we just couldn't carry on that momentum. And they, yeah. they managed the game really well in the end, City. And I said, they got that third goal, which I thought was a bit fortunate. Didn't, didn't Patricio play well last night as well? Um, he made He's a big gamekeeper. First half, he made some really good saves. Really solid. Two 0 that save that he made. Was it was it off to Bruna? The, yeah. I think it yeah. was that save that he made at 2-0. That kept us in the game. That did. I thought he I gave him I gave I gave Patricio my man of the match. It was close yeah. between Pedence and Patricio, but I went with Patricio for keeping us in the game and the saves yeah. he made. Who was yours? Um Ames. Probably Pedence, I think. I think it was the way that he played in the second half, I think. He's just really growing into the team and just growing into the league almost. He looks, the, he looks the part, doesn't he? 
Yes, and I think it makes Jota going on more bearable because you think, well, you know, there's a complete replacement and potentially even better with how he's playing at the moment. So, yeah, I think it's sense. But again, Rui played really, really well. So, and you, Manny? I actually, and people might not agree with this, it was very close between Pedence and Triore. Why? Because he's put in right back, he's not a right back. In the second half, again, he was the outlet who started it off and ran down from, and he, he managed, he adapted the way he was playing and he got involved in the game. He laid on a chance on a plate for Raul, which would have been a carbon copy of last year. Was, would have been, yeah. So, so I think, you know, this is, this is the hope. Samedo coming in and having Triore and Pedence around Raul with having Neto in reserve, you know. Neto's you know, like is, a mini Jotter anyway, I think. The way yeah. he's got that directness in him. I love Neto. I think yeah. last night we really missed Oxley. If Oxley had played in the right-back position. I agree. And then Triore could have played further up the field. Yeah. It would have been a very, very different game. Because Triore just, you can't play in that position. <laughs> it's not his fault, it's not his position, he's filling in. But as soon as, yeah, as soon as he pushed on against City and as soon as he went up top against Sheffield United, he looked a different player. He was oh, causing he's having... He's needing that role, so he's going to be. So we're working our way backwards, aren't we? So um, on the way, let's finish with a win. So we'll go with Stoke. Um, <laughs> what a tepid performance that was. Uh, and what do you think caused that? I was more disgusted by that than I've been for a long, long time. Because one thing that I had in my mind was we could potentially, you know, put a cup on the table. And people said, oh, it's only the League Cup. It doesn't matter. It can't. It's the only trophy Wolves have won in the last 60 years. That's right. 74 and 80. It's the only trophy since 1960 that we've won. Can't disrespect it. It's silverware. I don't care if it leads to Europa League or whatever. It's, it was a chance. We, we, we basically had Stoke, Gillingham and Villa to the quarterfinal. <laughs> Come on. Big I opportunity. Mean, we've let it was yeah. horrific. It was like a pre-season friendly that the players had been told about last minute and they all came out and just kicked it about and went back in again. Stoke and had made mistake. seven changes as well. Yeah. I, I mean, we could have won that without any problem, problem at all. But we never... I mean, we, we created a couple of opportunities, but nothing massive. Stoke defended valiantly and they were waiting for a chance but I was really disappointed with Rudy um, with the goal because I feel he sh- I mean the whole thing should, they should they had an overlap but Rudy should have would have, should have saved it really yeah. um, and he ain't going to get another game now till January is he? No is it, Again it was, we shouldn't even be in that, like I said we should be we should the battering sides like Stoke, two or three nil, they changed their side. They didn't really think they were going to win. That's why they changed their sides. You know, they just come out for a run out themselves. And we were horrific. Yeah, it highlighted his deficiencies with that mistake. But, you know, it was it was just awful from start to finish. The commentary, the bloody coverage that we paid £10 for, horrific that in 2020, that um, a cup competition, can say, oh, we will stream it for you and have one camera and one commentator. And it was just, you know, very basic stuff. On I've, got to, I've got to admit, I was a bit uh, depressed watching that game for all of the reasons that you've stated above. And 
but the fact that you know we win that we've got Gillingham that's winnable like you said we could have been in a quarter final in no time at all and winning a trophy but and you, you think that Nuno really would like to win a trophy and put pot on the table I think he was really disappointed I mean I, I mean yeah. I, how did you feel Ames? Well the team that he put out he I saw the team selection I thought oh he's going for it you know you'd expect a few changes you wouldn't expect it to be the first team on a Thursday night against considering they've got City on um, Monday as well. But like, it was just baffling, really. I, hands up, I didn't actually watch the game. But um, Blossom's but, made an appearance, by the way. Yeah, she's finally <laughs> made it onto, the, onto this one. <laughs> she's there on my shoulder. But, um, yeah, but like I said, I when you saw the team, you thought, who's going for this? Because it's an opportunity to win something, isn't it? So yeah. the fact... The game was awful. The play was awful. There's just there's nothing positive you can take from it, really, is there? They got 90 minutes on the on the pitch. That's it. That's all <laughs> yeah, you can it was, say. And we could, yeah, it was <laughs> it was disappointing. I'm, I mean, I must admit. You know what? The only thing I've got to add to it is it's there because there's a reason you change sides, and I was disappointed it didn't change the side and didn't try Sanderson or Gilman or what I don't know whoever was available didn't side decide to play these players because when you play a first team player in a competition that if you're going to play man city next your mentality is going to be heightened it's like i said it's it's like saying to my son go to the shops in my ferrari and the next day i say you've got to use a clio today you know and it's it's that type of thing for a top player to raise their man mental heightened yeah. awareness in that type of match so sometimes it's better to play the younger players the hungrier players because for them it's their cup final and they do raise their game and play so much better so i i think it's just a mental block where they almost decided that it was like a practice match before the city game and get a bit of fitness have a bit of a run round and there was nothing there was no passing no chat not even any chances you could see it happening as well you could just see that they were going to go and get a goal and they did i mean no i think stoke were playing for penalties but they just took that took that one chance it went in and uh, you could just see it happening. But it's gone now, isn't it? So maybe we'll go on a run and win the FA Cup this year instead. Yeah. And, uh, I, I hope. Because that's realistically, we're not going to win the Premier League like this year. Um, so the <laughs> FA Cup, yeah. you know, we, we should have a good enough time to hopefully if we can have a, the right mental attitude. And I think you'll get on right for the FA Cup run, let's hope. Um, <laughs> I think if we'd have been playing like a, a Premier League side in the Carabao Cup, we'd have probably played better. There's a seems a reliance on you. It seems like a, all the Premiership managers got together and, and agreed that for all cup competitions, we'll change our goalie. Where does this come from? A goalkeeper doesn't get that tired because he doesn't run around. He stays in his. Patricio had loads of bloody days where he was smoking his cigar on his line last year. He, he didn't have nothing to do. So why? change it you know you've got your first team goal and it just really you know you can't just well it's I gone think, i don't know whether it gets written into their contracts no, i don't yeah, i think i've got this unwritten agreement that you can play in the cups yeah um so but i don't know you've got to be good I'm, enough though i'm not sure um i like ruddy but I love ruddy. you know but let's be honest you know you got to, you can't make mistakes that one the shrewsbury one you know, there's other ones as well. When he's come in, he's made a few rickets. And you Maybe that's because he's not much sharp. I don't know. But let's go on to something more positive. I mean, like City come out the blocks against us without much of a pre-season, I must admit, I was thinking if we get um, 
two or three points out of the first two games, I'd be well happy, really, because like going to Blades away, <coughs> they'd had something like five as five pre-season friendlies. We'd going in cold with a few days, and we came out with. I think it's the first time in Premier League history that a team in the opening match of the season has scored two goals in the first six minutes of a season. Yeah, so it's another record. Right, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. We scored in the first half in the first. 10 minutes. Twice. Um, well, my mum hadn't even realised it started. I screamed at the telly because she was in the other room and she was like, what's happened? I didn't even know it started. I was like, yeah, it started scores. Jobs are good. And then four minutes later, they did it again. And the Wolves, who are the second half team of the league, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was this absolutely mind-blowing, yeah, really. <laughs> I know it was good. and they were well taken goals as well. And for a period in the first half, it was a bit like City versus Wolves. I thought we could go on and score a few more. I think we tired uh, and faded in the second half, and obviously uh, the Blades got themselves their act more together. But you know they hit the post, didn't they? At two 0 and then we hit the post a couple of times as well. It could have been four one, but great performance, and, and it really gave us fans, didn't it? A, you know, a real positive boost to start the season. It took us to six games last season to get three points. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, we had it um, uh, with the European yeah, games right. sort of affected us and we didn't start very well. But again, it seemed that new approach that he's talking about, try and take the game to the opposition and get, you know, first halves are also designed to score goals. All team, <laughs> you know, players need to find this out very quickly. It's not a second 45-minute game. It's not a modelling contract for the first 45 minutes so um they they you know i think that's one key area that got to improve on was it 13 goals in the first half last year or something like that that's not good enough very, 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 i think they were like the worst performing team in the first half or the close bottom, to it the table, yeah, yeah. so that's good signs and and again you know coupled with obviously the city second half the signs are good with these player or players coming in you know um, well, it looks as if it, it, the preferred formation is going to be 3-4-3 three, three after the yeah. first two matches, which is more offensive. And, what do you uh, reckon, Dave, about, and Amy, about um, Matinho and Neves and, and the few times where he's brought Dendonka in and left one of the other two out? He's actually not played near several United with one, but he did it in lockdown a couple of times. And, you know, is that an option where we need to go into that more... And not because obviously they're the glamour players, Matinho and Neves, you know. I think is it a bit like Lampard and Gerard? Remember Lampard and Gerard for England. You know, under the radar player, like when I said to you, like he's got the best shots to goals ratio. That yeah. says a lot. When he gets into these forward positions, he does tend to score. He's a good he's a great little player. Oh, he's, he and he's got work ethic as well, Dendonka. Yeah. He works his absolute socks off whenever he plays. And I just I just think, you know, it, we go back to the point and it's the squad's so good that there's options, isn't there? You don't have to play your, your post boys or your top men all the time because right. there's others that help and do different things. So I think it's... And it also shows that the opposition don't know what to expect as well, do they? Because they don't know who's going to start if it's changing it around a bit more. Um, yeah, I think it was a really. It was. I mean, it was. It was a fantastic performance. The first game. It was. But I think Blaze are going to struggle. I think Sheffield United are going to really struggle this year. Second season syndrome. Yeah, I really do. 
Yeah, they do. They they've sort of bought players. You know, Chris Wilder's a. I think he's your favourite manager, isn't he, in the league after Nuno? Um, the way he talks and he talks so highly of us. But if they bought players from Derby, they bought two Derby players. Now, no disrespect to Derby, but you don't shop there if you want to make a step up. I don't think you do. You have to bring yeah. quality in, and and there's only so much you can do with the, the players. They they're playing at their height last year, so if they drop down a level, they're going to obviously sink. Where we we weren't playing at our height to get to seven, we still think there's so much more to come from our players. So um, uh, I, I can see them. I don't think they'll go down. No, I think I think they're tight enough at the back to. They're a Burnley type team, aren't they? Sheffield, you know. Yeah, I don't think they'll go down, but I think they will struggle. I think they'll be more in the mix of things than last year. Yeah. So um, have you got any questions on Twitter, Manny? Yeah, um, Paul Mansell, you know, played tennis with him last week, didn't we, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, lovely guy. He's just talked about the uh, European football. Uh, let me just find his question. Um, obviously, we're not in Europe at the moment. How do you reflect on not being in Europe this season now with fans not being able to go to games? I'd rather wait and hopefully qualify when there is more normality, allowing us to focus on finishing as high as we can in the league. And I think we covered this this um, uh, in, a, in a different podcast. If there's one season to miss, it's European football, for everybody. He's, ans- he's answered his own question, hasn't he, with all our viewpoints on it. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Paul, Paul, that's how we feel the, we feel the yeah. same on that. I think if you look at it now, if you look at it in the now, we're trying to sign players with just playing these matches in the in the league, if we had now also had qualifying matches to play as well, I think it would have been horrific, horrific for, for Nuno and, and Jeff and, and the backroom staff to maybe travel somewhere abroad and they're trying to sign players. And so it is, it's probably helped us not being in, especially these qualifying matches. Obviously, I'm sure the players might think differently. They would love to play. In European football, from from a fan's point of view, you know, I think we won't we won't miss it this season. Hopefully, we'll get in for next season. Um, I've got a few on um, Instagram. So Harry B says, "Can we get all six points against Fulham and West Ham?" I don't see why not. <laughs> I think that's the big, yeah. big test, isn't it? And we love playing in London anyway. We got we got we, well we got that five five or six match run against teams, you know. Obviously, it's not on paper, but you're looking to try and get wins against all the all the sides. You always get some slip up somewhere. So, you know that next match, West Ham, with the team we got, if we turn up, we win. If we turn I, up, we win. I agree. Yeah. M Keen, uh, nineteen ninety. I think he's a, a Brighton fan. Says no, we've lost Jota. Do you agree? Wolves are a bottom half team unless you sign someone. I think you mean sign someone to replace Jota. Okay. Maybe doesn't understand the squad, but I'm I'm going to say no to that. I think we're still yeah. uh, <laughs> still Look, we've got very yeah. very good replacements in that are playing yeah. already. So Neto, um, Pedence, Silva, um, Jimenez, Vitinha's like quite an attacking trial right. So it was basically he was going to be on the bench most of the season if we'd kept him. Let's be honest. So, uh, That's what uh, the Liverpool fans can't get their heads round. It's like when this went on, like, I, I did a thing about Jota on the blog and then we're like, we've got him. And it's like, yeah, but 
he wasn't really starting anyway and he's a bit inconsistent. Yeah. I hope it works out. And they think they've stole him off us. But I think we chose, like, I think the decision was, yeah, he had the opportunity. But I think if we didn't want to let him go, we wouldn't have let him go. You know, for him to yeah, for him to get better, I think he needed this move. You know, sometimes players do just. Um, you know, I said it earlier. He'll go. He'll go one of two ways at Liverpool, yeah. won't he? He'll either thrive or he'll he'll be a Jarvis and he'll just <laughs> try to fall it's back a bit, yeah, and end up somewhere else. Dillingham um, in about four years. It's <laughs> a good name. Says, will we sign Ox Alex Chamberlain from Liverpool? No, no, no. no. I don't think it's just paper talk. Don't see him as a Nuno-type player, personally. His injury He's injured record, at the moment, anyway. Injury record's horrendous as well, you know. He is actually a, a prime Oxlade-Chamberlain. A prime, you know, fit. And the way he was when Liverpool signed him. Bloody hell, you bite you know, anybody's hands off to sign him because he is very, very good. Attacking when he's player, fit, he's but, a great player. You know, so, so there is that. That's a few fans have said, oh, fit. Yeah, a fit one, but if he's not fit, then he's no good. <laughs> no, so, exactly. You know, I don't I think so either, personally. No. I don't think so either. I, I think it's been an interesting few weeks. I think the next 10 days are going to be interesting. Uh, keeping hold of what we've got. Maybe if we can sneak in for Manny, Ruben Diaz, that would be kind of nice. Oh, Manny would be man. out we'll be breaking that sixth rule everywhere, Boris. <laughs> and we have to finish, don't we? Because on the last podcast, we talked about the second kit and the third kit, Portugal Wanderers. People call us that. We've now got a Portugal third strip. And it's, I mean, it's, it's breaking all box office records for strips. In fact, Amy has dumped the second kit and who she was get into a new relationship with and she was going to get it. She dropped that kit for the new kit, haven't you, Amy? I have. Well, I said I was going to order the new one, the away one, and then I thought, oh, I'll just hold fire for a little bit. I'll wait till it's in the shop and just make my mind up. And then they dropped the Portugal kit last week. And how can you say no to that beauty? So pre-ordered it because I was worried it was going to sell out as they were putting on social media. and um. I will get the away one when it's cheap, but I'm not. But you've gone back to you've gone back to the old plan of getting it when it's reduced down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually bought the new the first kit full price, which I've not oh, done for years. So I'm, I'm I mean, old. it's just stunning, isn't it? It's gorgeous. It'll be in the club shop, I think, mid October, from what I gather. And they have got. I think they're expecting uh, big sales. They've got thousands that they will sell, and um, yeah, I mean it's. You know, my credit cards took a bashing because we bought four of them. Okay. <laughs> for my son, my, my wife, my wife, my away match, and you're wearing it. Do you have to get? Well, match? yeah. You know what? I got married in that colour, so I've got the turban already. I'll have to pull it out the loft. I've got that same colour turban already. So, um, no. My wife came to me and she goes, "I want that shirt." I said, "You've only been to six matches in eight years. You can't have it." <laughs> So even she's got one. Um, I think my dad's buying like, it. From, my dad's buying it for my mum as well because she loves that colour. And it's a lovely colour. It's a colour that wolves. <laughs> it's a colour that wolves probably will never have again. Let's be honest, and they've probably never have it had in the past. I can't remember a red and white. Kit. I can't I remember a red and white one. Portuguese but... players running out onto the pitch in that, and if they play like Portugal, um, oh. that would be amazing. 
They're someone did a cartoon where they're basically saying, "Come on, Ronaldo." <laughs> yeah. Did a cartoon. Brilliant. Oh. Imagine seeing Ronaldo in that in that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's the last. <laughs> He's the uh, the fed of he's the last uh, bit of the jigsaw when we're going for yeah. the Premier League. We'll bring in Ronaldo yeah. and everything. But yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a brilliant marketing ploy, obviously, with all the Portuguese players. It's worked straight away with the record number of sales, you know. And um, uh, clubs need revenue, even big ones. So everything they do behind the scenes, outselling the first kit, you know. Yeah, outselling everything. So you know, no. it'll be probably the best-selling kit. <laughs> I feel that. sorry for the away kit, to be honest. I feel bad for ditching it's it. It's a forgotten. It's been gone. It has. It's totally been forgotten, hasn't it? It's like no one's gonna. Point you know, this. I think the shirt sales were fairly slow anyway. They've basically come to a stop. They'll be just giving it away on the streets next. Traded it. Traded it in for the third kit. No. Yeah. Well, that's leaving on a positive. I, you know, looking forward to the next uh, to the next few games. Hopefully, you know, when we come back for the next podcast. Um, We'll have a real good indication of where the squad sits uh, and where we're starting to pan out in the season. I don't think you get a true reflection on the league table until you get to about 10, 15 games anyway. Yeah. Early November is when it starts. Well, this year it'll start. I mean, the, biggest, biggest date, um, the, the biggest date will be October the 5th. And when we finish October the 5th and... Jim White has said, transfer window closed, you know, on Sky Sports News. And Nuno, Raul, Adama and Neves are still at our club. That's the touch of the wood thing. Those four were our biggest assets. And don't underestimate, the, you know, keeping those four big. And I think if we do that, I think the team will be stronger than last year in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I agree. And if yeah. we do sneak in Ruben Diaz through the back door for Manny, can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay. I've got a room. You can stay in if he wants, you know. I don't he will, he will. He'll come and help on the Free samosas for life, Ruben Diaz. If you come, free samosas for life, I'll feed you. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone, for um, for listening again uh, today and all. If you're listening on the, uh, the iOS or on your Andrew, leave us uh, a rating and some comments on there. And if you're watching it on the, uh, the YouTube channel, on the, uh, the live um, premiere, then uh, obviously leave comments as well on that one as well. And uh, we'll always, we, we all read them all. So uh, appreciate that. Amy, what's your socials? Um, just Instagram. So it's Amy Hads on Instagram. She's not got onto Twitter yet. Uh, <laughs> and money yeah it's at pedalsing twitter um mainly i use and just want to do a shout out i'm doing october the 4th the virtual london marathon i'm trekking the yorkshire three peaks um 26 miles um uh, day and night it'll probably take me about 12 hours so sponsor me i'll go on my link on that pedalsing and and if you can Make spare sure you a that. dollar or two yeah fantastic and um, and you can get me it's just dazzling dave on socials and youtube and always wolves on facebook um again thanks everyone until the next one yeah always wolves always wolves always wolves <laughs>
all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.